it's a certain charm, but it takes a certain person to appreciate that charm. It does. Right? Yeah, absolutely. And I think, again, that's another you know reason why I loved that question so much, which yeah. I really don't ask it anymore because yeah. it does not really apply. But, um, yeah, you know, it's, it's, it's it just depends on where you are from. And, yeah. and, and that's the thing that I love about real estate is mm-hmm. that, you know, just like relationships, there's something f- for everyone. Yeah. And you, I, I love taking a, a raw person, if yeah. you will, and like, okay, I can do this. I love that I will challenge. Form this. Of yes. Matching, <laughs> yeah. matching what they say yeah. with their deliverable dream. Yeah. You know. Welcome to Agent Success Podcast. If you're a real estate agent looking to succeed in today's crazy market, well, you're in the right place. Each week, we talk with successful real estate agents willing to share their expert insights, trade secrets, and mindset that help them to succeed. There's no fluff, just straight to the point content that prioritizes one thing above all, your success. So without further ado, let's cut to the chase. Welcome to another episode of Cut to the Chase. I am Tim Chase. I am here to talk all things real estate, how to succeed in real estate, and how to actually enjoy doing real estate. I have a very special guest with me today. Would you like to introduce yourself, special guest? Sure thing, Tim. My name is Carrie Hogeboom. Um, I've been in Colorado for about 17 years on and off. Um, we moved away for a couple of years, military family. Okay. Moved away to England. That was a really oh. cool experience. Yep. Lived, um, outside of Oxford. Do you ever try to talk with an accent? Um, I tried. I can't master it. Okay. Can you give me a example? Um. Like say, say welcome, welcome to England. <laughs> Okay, how about oh, this? Say gosh. water bottle. Yeah, water. It's, yeah, there it's we go. Water. Water. Yeah, yes, water. it's very. Well, that was very proper. Oh, thank wow. you so much. Oh my so. gosh, you sound like a native. <laughs> so anyway, <laughs> <laughs> no, it's it was yeah. pretty cool. My middle son mastered the British English. Really? British how, how long did he live there? Uh, just two years, and he oh, was what in age? first grade and second grade. Really? And he's just surrounded by it all day. They huh? would joke that he sounded more British than they did. Oh wow! He really has a knack for picking up. So did that. he? Did he? Did he? Like in school, did he mm-hmm. intentionally use that? Like uh-huh. like talk that way to his friends? Yes, he did. Oh wow! Yeah, and that's really cool. And I can't remember if he brought it home. I think he brought it home too. Okay. But he could just switch it on and switch it off. He went, they went to private school, boarding school. Okay. Yeah. And it was. Yeah. I would I would use that to my advantage here in, in yeah. America. Anytime I I mean I, if I needed to sound uh, a little more proper, I could I could pull it off. You I know? need to test him. He he'll be twenty um, this month. Okay, weeks, yeah. So I need to test him and see if he can still do it or not. He'll be twenty in a couple of weeks. Now you and I just discovered that we are within six months of the same age, I right? Know. My son just turned twenty yesterday. Oh my gosh! Yeah, really? isn't that crazy? Is that your oldest? It is. Okay, yeah. I have yeah. a twenty-three year old. Twenty-three. Okay. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Twenty and thirteen. And thirteen. Yeah. Nice. Yeah. Deploy you know, yeah. really, just <laughs> whatever is that, happens, happens. Is, that, is that how it works? <laughs> yeah. Uh-huh. Yeah. Well, yeah. Pretty much. You got deployed and you're not. And uh-huh. then we got a kid well, and then you're deployed. Yeah. And, yeah okay. Deployed for 16 months and. Yeah. yeah. Hey. Third baby sounds like a great idea. Sounds like a fantastic idea. You know what? Yeah. I would love to be at home while you're overseas <laughs> raising this little baby all by pretty myself. Much. It's yeah. fantastic. How long have you been doing real estate? I've been doing it for eight years. And. Okay. Um, you know, um, I think the military career, I mean, has helped me. Yeah. You know. How so? In, in, in the real estate industry. Just the fact that I'm so familiar with mm-hmm. the process moving. 
Oh, buying, yeah. Buying a house, <laughs> yeah. sight unseen. Yeah. Selling a house with your husband deployed or your spouse deployed. I think that, I think that a military family mm-hmm. might be the only ones that can truly appreciate that. Mm-hmm. At least, I mean, maybe maybe in a, a normal American might do it once, right? Mm-hmm. Whereas you got a military family and it's like, okay, we're at two and a half years. It's going to happen. We're yeah. getting PCS, right? And Every one to three years yeah. for 20 one years we moved. Oh my gosh. Yeah. Wow. I know. That, that's a so, lot. So yeah. And it's, you know, um, it puts you outside of your comfort zone. Mm-hmm. I mean, there's so many things that you have to do on your own. Yeah. Um, but like when we moved to England, I think I was 32, 34 weeks pregnant. Oh wow. Well, when you send your stuff, you have to send it like two months ahead. So you're, you're, because uh, I was going to be more pregnant when I <laughs> when I, I got there, yeah, maybe yeah. not two months ahead. But yeah. you know, say so you would you do without it yeah. home. So we were sleeping on an air mattress when oh, I wow. was that pregnant, so that you have your stuff when you yeah. get there. So Boy, I can't wait till I'm more pregnant and get that bed back. <laughs> it's going to be awesome. A lot of discomfort. Yeah. So I think that that helps me too. You know? So um, just a kind of a quick question for people that do move or people who are moving to Colorado Springs, maybe from from out of, out of state, moving to Colorado Springs mm-hmm. specifically is what, what can somebody do? Uh, Cause if you're moving somewhere, you don't know any, you don't know anybody, you don't know anything. You don't know what neighborhood to live in. You like, you literally know nothing, right? Mm-hmm. I mean, now you have the luxury of Google, of course. Yeah, right. Sure. Um, which is nice. But what, what could you tell somebody moving here that doesn't know it? Like how would they get acclimated or what, what would be the, and maybe, you know, to get comfortable? Yeah, I think that's a good question. Um, I used to always ask my clients, do you want a view of the mountains or do you want to use the mountains? Oh, <laughs> you're either on powers or in Manitou. Right. Which one you and want? so yeah. that would give me a really good inclination as to their lifestyle. Okay. I now, like because of the prices, you have to kind of live where you can afford. Yeah. So it doesn't apply so much, which is kind of sad because. Yeah. Um, where, where do you, where, so um, like out east is an example, like mm-hmm. everywhere. I never really paid attention to the view mm-hmm. until, um, until we had those fires on the west side, yeah. right? Yeah. And as soon as we had the fires on the west side, um, we actually got, um, I almost said evicted, evacuated. Mm-hmm. Wrong, wrong word. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Different meaning. But uh, so um, so we let, we had to leave for like three days. And then when yeah. I come back, um, they wouldn't let us in our neighborhood. Mm-hmm. And so, and the fire was still burning. And so we yeah, were, we drove over kind of to the east side and looked toward our house. You could still see smoke. and mm-hmm. so, But I remember thinking, They've got a fantastic view over here. Oh my gosh, this is like they do really good. So it's right, exactly. You and know? I think that why that's why that question was so paramount because it was you know do you want a panoramic view of the mountains mm-hmm. so that you can sit in your home and admire them, or if you live close to the mountains and you use them every day, you don't get the view. You certainly don't. You and don't the sun the sits it, <laughs> an hour crazy. earlier. Yeah, exactly. The <laughs> snow doesn't melt. Yeah. yeah, exactly. Yeah, exactly. It's, it's true. Yeah. So um, the view, I, I love, uh, one thing I love about Oasis is I can see basically like NORAD, mm-hmm. like all the way past Garden of the Gods into Air Force Academy. Mm-hmm. And I can you can kind of just, it's beautiful. So beautiful. It's fantastic, mm-hmm. right? Um Getting there, I, it would drive me nuts. I'm maybe I just don't plan very good. So I live on the west side, and I am, I don't know, two block away from trails or something mm-hmm. like that. You, yeah, you, you know too. what I mean? Like, me and so it's like I don't, I don't have to put a lot of thought into right. it. It's like I feel like going for a walk. Mm-hmm. I could be on the trail in mm-hmm. mm, 
four and a half minutes. Mm-hmm. Get the dogs, mm-hmm. tell the kid to get the shoes on, and we're out the door, right? Yes. So that's one thing that is a lot different living living it on is. the west side. Um, now, people that are that are moving here, so you want a view of the mountains, or do you want to use the mountains? Correct. But back to the uh, to the question is, how would you suggest that they um, get comfortable with springs, right? Like, because like when you when you first moved here, like like when did you first move here? Uh, 2007. 2007. Mm-hmm. Okay. And where'd you move from? From Alexandria, Virginia. Okay. Yeah. So what, well, I'll, I'll phrase it slightly differently and then we'll get back to that sure. question. Okay. What was different about Springs that maybe was different oh. than what you thought it was going to be? It's high desert. It is. I had no idea. I yeah. grew up in Kansas City and so we would drive out multiple times each ski season. Yeah. And ski, and when you're driving I-70... Oh, you're one of those families. I okay. know, yeah. <laughs> the Kansas plates that everyone hates. Yeah. Well, I, I mean, I, mean I, grew up, I grew up in Canyon City, and I'd always be like, oh, wow, those, those people are going skiing? Yeah. I've never been skiing. <laughs> like, yeah, I, right. I, mean, I went once in middle school, yeah. and it was like this big family thing. It's like, okay, yeah. kids, this has costed us a year worth of extra income, so yeah, better enjoy it's, it. It's you know? <laughs> they see all these people with other plates. And I'm like, whoa, man, look at all these. Uh, look know. at this going skiing. So you'd come you'd come through, but you guys would go, um, like, like, where would you go? Like Keystone or Vail or where? We went all or? over the place. Yeah. We went to, you know, Aspen, Crested Butte, okay. um, yeah. Vail, um, Two different really worlds, Aspen and Crested Butte. Yeah. yeah, yes, definitely. Yeah. Um, I don't really remember going to Breckenridge a whole lot. I remember going to Crested Butte quite a bit. Yeah. And Aspen. And That's a heck of a drive. That's a yeah, drive from here. Is. Yeah. Well, so my cousins, my aunt and uncle and my cousins, mm-hmm. um, they would drive from Nebraska. Okay. And so, you know, they had the van, like the Econo vans, like the oh, old yeah. ones, oh, yeah. you know, like the 80s, yep. whatever. And, you know, the big queen size bed in the back. Oh, of yeah. It. Oh, it was a blast. It was best memories ever. <laughs> and I just remember. No seat belts. No. It was fantastic. You can nap. You can wrestle. You can play Barbies. You can do whatever you want. You to get yelled the at. The parents are like, shut up back there. <laughs> yeah. Oh, it was so great. But um, I just remember as a kid just mm-hmm. looking up and just being so awestruck by the mountains. Yeah. And so um, I think people that have never been to mm-hmm. the mountains, it's important to point that out, that, like, yeah. you know, we are high desert. We're the front range and explain what that means. Yeah, yeah. So um, because it was so, new to me, I, I had no idea. Yeah. I never lived in Colorado before. Yeah. We had only, you know, come to ski. And so when we moved to Colorado Springs, I was like, what? What is this? You know? Hold on a second. I still got to drive three hours to go skiing. Yeah, <laughs> this well, is some bull crap. Yeah. I know, right? Yeah. So that was, that was the biggest thing for me. But yeah. also um, – I don't know. I think people that have never experienced snow, too, you kind of mm-hmm. have to, to go through that and yeah. explain to them, you know, really, we have 300-plus sunny days a year. We do get snow. But those other 60. <laughs> <laughs> That's true. Yeah. yeah. We do get snow, yeah. but don't let that yeah. um, it's you not know, the, make it, you afraid to, to go out and explore things. You'll have, a few, you'll have a few. Like, I always figure there's about three times a year that we don't. Like you just stay home, mm-hmm. you know, yep. like three times a year. It's mm-hmm. like you just, you're not going out. Mm-hmm. Just, just everything's shut down. Mm-hmm. It's nice and quiet outside, that's for sure, it right? Sure but at the, sa- at the same time, it's, uh, yeah, there's not a lot happening for those three days, yeah, or those three times. Definitely, you know? definitely. So um, in real estate, mm-hmm. are you finding that you're working more with people moving here, moving out of here, or already here? Moving here. Moving here? Yeah. Okay, interesting. Yeah, moving here. Um, I just got a, a seller under contract last night. Mm-hmm. They're moving back to California. Oh, really? So, yeah. It's wow. kind of interesting. Yeah, kind of a reverse trend there. Yeah. yeah. So, um, 
but mostly people that are moving here. And I work with a lot of military people. So I was going to say that uh, having that kind of experience, yeah. um, a lot of, a lot of real estate agents, so like we can, you know, they can show houses and they can do this, they can do that. But to, to truly understand like, mm-hmm. Hey, Carrie, I'm 32 weeks pregnant. I'm sleeping on an air mattress. Uh-huh. I'm coming here from, you know, Taiwan or something <laughs> like that. You're mm-hmm. like, I got you. I got this. I got you. Yeah. Like, don't panic. You're going to feel like this. You're going to think this. This is the point where you kind of break down. Don't worry. We're going to get through that. And you, and you, you got the whole thing. You just explained my business in a nutshell. That's, <laughs> that's, that's exactly what I do. I think, you know, I have so many things that are relatable mm-hmm. that, you know, I have a teaching degree. Okay. I used to teach kindergarten. You know, okay. it's like um, first time home buyers. I love that aha moment, you know, and I always assure them, hey, look, you know, this process is... It'll, it'll test you a little bit, yeah. you know, it's, it's pretty intense, but you know, you can ask me questions mm-hmm. along the way. You can ask me as many times as you need to. I will clarify as many times as you need to. There are no, you know, stupid questions, yeah. you know, and then when, and, and I feel such a pride and yeah. success, you know, when they have that aha moment, like, okay, it's starting to fall together. Like oh, I, I get this. This makes sense. And I love it when I have clients, like sometimes there's mm-hmm. just these super standouts that they literally just get the process. Yeah. Uh-huh. Yeah. And I it's, love that. It's, I, think, I think the most challenging clients that we get when we're dealing with home purchases are people mm-hmm. who uh, who aren't willing to ask questions. Mm-hmm. And then what, what that does is that leads them to go to, basically there's three three ways they're getting answers. Google, their, their family and friends yes. or a lot of assumptions. Yes. And that's really like, it's like, whoa, 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 whoa. just, you need to ask questions. You need to like yeah. ask a lot of questions. Mm-hmm. And if you don't ask a lot of questions, you end up having a much more challenging uh, transaction. Yeah. Even if you've, even if you've bought and sold real estate mm-hmm. before, it's different. It's always, it's always different. Always the different. rules are changing. The market's changing. And you were mentioning people moving uh, back to California. So we pulled up, um, or well, it was about a week ago, we pulled up who, what states move in, what states move mm-hmm. out the most. Mm-hmm. And California was actually in the top two, both coming to and really? going there. Yeah. Oh, interesting. Yeah, it was, okay. uh, it was uh, California. Florida was both mm-hmm. on there. Yeah. Maybe in Arizona, maybe. Mm-hmm. No. What was it? Texas, yes, it was Texas. Yeah, yeah. yeah. Texas. All those license yeah. plates. We thought they were going skiing. No, they're buying houses. <laughs> they are. So yeah. Yeah. Um, and then it was weird. Um, for some reason, people moving here, Illinois was was one of them. Really? Which was was in the top five. Yeah. It was really I weird. If it's the Chicago area. People aren't moving. Yeah. People aren't moving there, uh-huh. but they're moving here from there. Yeah. But a lot of the other states is back and forth. Texas, Florida, and California. Mm-hmm. All three, both, all th- were on both lists. All three in of those. Out. Really? Yeah. Which is very interesting. Yeah, that is interesting. Yeah. And I'm glad to hear that because I. You know, them moving back to California. You know, people yeah. are like they're moving back to California. I'm like, yeah, yeah, they. Love oh, it yeah, there, they, they, they love high yeah. taxes and questionable pollution <laughs> <laughs> policies. They are into it. They're in the yes. desert, though. So I'm just making yeah. fun. I don't know if you're well, from, yeah. and and actually, um, they, I helped their children buy or build their house. Oh, and they're military, so I sold their house. Okay, and they bought to support their children. Yeah, and that's a fairly typical situation too. My parents did that as well. When, hmm. you know, when I bought out here, when yeah. we bought out here in, in Colorado, my parents bought a house here from Kansas city. Cause he, my spouse was going to be, be gone for 15 months. Yeah. Yeah. So, um, yeah, I think Interesting. that's kind of a, mm-hmm. that's kind of cool. So then the parents get left because you know, yeah. <laughs> the military children move on and they're like, well, what do it's we like, do now? We're out in two so, and a half years. Yeah, so enjoy, yeah. <laughs> enjoy your house. 
Yeah. Yeah. So anyway. So you were you have a teaching degree. I do. How long did you teach? Uh, two years. Okay. Is all. Um, we were stationed in Germany, so I worked at the Dodds School there, okay. and I taught special ed in kindergarten. And oh wow! And I was expecting my first child. We moved back to the states. Mm-hmm. So, I mean, when you're moving everyone to three years, you can't really it's, have a it's, it, I almost, I almost so. feel like it's um, a lot of spouses, and this is just my perception. I could be mm-hmm. way off, but it seems like a lot of spouses that have military and they're being moved, um, it, it seems like their jobs are more... Um, how can I, how can Support I say? Support roles? Yeah, yeah. yeah it's, yes. it, it, it seems mm-hmm. as opposed to... I'm going to go be a dentist or something, mm-hmm. you know, something like that. It's, it's a different, cause you're, you're like, this is my family. This is my unit. And this is what I signed up for. And you guys are getting moved all over the place. Yeah. It's, um, it's not just a job. It's the whole family's yeah. lifestyle. And yeah. so there are a lot of sacrifices, but also I don't, I, I didn't see it that way. The places mm-hmm. that we got to live, the people that we got to meet are just exemplary people. Yeah. They are so dedicated and so selfless and, are modest and you know i mean they you know the the army doesn't pay you to get rich the army pays you enough to live so um and the expenses you know they try to offset the expenses with the expenses of moving which you know i can relate that to my clients as well and be like you know i really understand this i don't just have a military relocation professional you know Uh, uh, (laughs) (laughs) abbreviation by my name like i truly understand so you're not just saying i'm an mrp pcs specialist right correct okay gotcha even though i am yeah well but but see that's the difference though right it's it's a difference is are you really good at at marketing and so we deal with this like um like the big conglomerate lenders right they're super super good at marketing Mm-hmm. They're okay at a loan origination, right? Like, like at okay, best. I'm the opposite. Yeah, well, well that, that's what I mean, though. <laughs> yeah. Is like you, you, you have to you. You are like us yes. dealing with them. You are dealing with people who have not lived it and don't experience and don't intimately know it, other than vicariously through their clients. Right. And but they're really, really crazy good at marketing, and everything's a PCS this or an MRP that, right? Yeah. But in reality, is do they? intimately know it yes. and understand yes. and they can say they do, but you know, it, unless you live it, mm-hmm. like I'll never know mm-hmm. that I know how to do a more VA mortgage really good, <laughs> you know what I mean? but, but, but I'll never be able to connect <laughs> yeah. that way. Yeah. My parents don't. Yeah. I mean, you know, they, they tried to support, but you, you mm-hmm. don't understand the unique challenges um, of, you know, your spouse, Hey, we're moving here. Okay, go. You know, like, man, I just started like my neighbor. <laughs> where are the kids going to go to school? Yeah. You know, where are we going to live? What's mm-hmm. the best neighborhood? You know, what can we afford? Yeah, and that's just it too. I think for so long I lived in this state of like, um, ready to say goodbye. Just never really. Ooh, interesting. Yeah, yeah. I didn't really think of it that way. Going deep. Yeah. Because we we're always ready to go, and I think that. You know, for for the first ten years of the career, it was new mm-hmm. places, new people. Mm-hmm. The second ten years of the career was just a, a big mixer yeah. of places and people. So that was kind of fun yeah. visiting people then that you were stationed at certain places with. Yeah, and, it's like you oh know, hey, I'm having that commonality. Was down the street from you in Germany, <laughs> right? And here we are in Virginia. <laughs> yeah, hundred oh, percent. Yeah, wow, that's crazy. So, um, yeah, back to really knowing that process. I think that that, you know, and, and like you said, marketing, that is mm-hmm. not my forte. I wish it were because I I feel like I have a lot to offer my clients. Yeah. I really do. And and 
but that's my strong point. Yeah. And marketing is not. So How do are, I marry those two? It, well, is it, what I'm trying to figure out. Right, right. Yeah. And see, that's, a, <coughs> excuse me, I guess that's what I'm saying is some companies are basically, or teams even, are marketing teams mm-hmm. that can show you houses, right? But as opposed to being a true expert in that arena, 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 arena. <laughs> it's a Canyon City. It's a Canyon City. <laughs> that's public education there, folks. Right there. Like, ask me to spell that word, right? I'm going to use phonics. I'm going to like, have like all the vowels. Right? They're, all, good to go. They're, they're all in there. Yeah. Sometimes why, but... Uh, <laughs> So oh my, that was witty. Hey, that was thank good. you. Yeah, you know, really yeah, sharp. Yeah, that's yeah. one thing you get. Yeah, you know? <laughs> streets of Canyon City will teach you a little bit of wit. <laughs> that's about it, though. Um, so, so in your in your business, so that you're you do a lot of you know, you do a lot of business, but you're not heavy. Like I'm going to go spend eight zillion dollars on Zillow and Google Ads and Facebook Ads and everything mm-hmm. else, right? Mm-hmm. So, how are you able to get most of your clients to come back to you? Do you have a but it's going to be a multi-level question sure. here. Okay, so just right out of the gate, what was the first thing you would say if I'd say, "How do you get? How do you get your repeat and referral business?" You, I, well, let me guess. You do a fantastic job. Well, thank you. Yes, okay. I would assume that that would be a <laughs> standard <laughs> answer. Yes, answered your own question. Yeah. Um, referral. I mean, okay. my business is basically um, re- referral, mm-hmm. word of mouth. Um, like I said, I'm so poor at the marketing piece, and. Um, uh, I've been fortunate enough to make a lot of deep acquaintances in the military. Mm-hmm. And, um, you know, when someone moves here, they're yeah. like, oh, you should contact Carrie or Use whatever. Carrie, yeah, yeah, yeah. exactly. And then, um, like, I mean, I had one truly just exceptional client that mm-hmm. referred me to, like, six of her group oh, wow. network friends yeah. and it was i mean it was just so grateful and so amazing you know so so but but with that though it's a, mm-hmm. so two parts of that number one is are you part of those groups as well like on fort carson no. or you're not no okay so you're no. you're so they're doing the work the, the work for you yeah <laughs> essentially okay essentially. so so then how do you i'm trying to just get down to the 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 heart of what you're doing there has to be some sort of continued follow-up there's continued connection there has to yeah yeah, i know there has to be somebody's not going to just remember oh yeah i did i did a a deal with carrie you know two years ago yes they do no they don't (laughs) (laughs) you're Um, like no seriously they do (laughs) kind of um no um no i'm just kidding but i i mean a lot of people on the trails Really, a lot of people on the trails. I give a lot of cards out on the trails. I got my little. Uh, little now we're not we're not going to disclose which exact trails. We're talking right. West Side trails, right? West Side trails. Okay. Yeah. Yeah, yeah. Hiking, mountain biking. What is it? Hiking. Hiking. Yeah. Okay. With my dog, it's just um, you know people have their guard down. It's such an easy um, conversation to have. You know, yeah. it's it's like you know, oh, you know, the dogs will start playing or whatever. Mm-hmm. You know. Um, what kind of dog do you have? A Labrador. Labrador. Yeah. Oh, so you're from out of state and you have right. a lab. Okay. Yeah. Is that cliche? Yeah, very. <laughs> I've been do you go? Do, do you go to the dog park and let them run around and think that they're cute when they jump on other dogs? Because that's pretty cliche too. Yeah. No. Okay. She's a really good girl. <laughs> she's nine. And she's uh, really she's good. adorable. She's, I don't do that with my dog. She's kind of aloof. She's just like, yeah. oh, I'm nine. I don't. I don't bother the young pups. But anyway, um, yeah, lots of client, lo- yeah. lots of people, lots of 
meetings and and bumping into them, yeah, talking. Well, that yeah. that type of dog organic. helps out. If you had a socially challenged dog, you'd yeah. have a hard time with that, right? Because yeah. then you'd be on a leash, you'd be pulling them away, and <laughs> yes. so it'd be like have a have a uh, puppy or a baby, yeah, and go or where the people are. So there's a there's a thing that we always like to say in or Labrador. <laughs> it's basically a puppy and a baby. And right? a baby. Yeah, a baby, yeah. Um, is, you know, who knows about your business before you? Find find where, where are they going to be, right? And yeah. that's the question that we always like to say in, in like mortgages. That. Yeah, like who knows about your business before you and go like go where they are. And so, so a lot of people say, well, be an I group or, um, you know, I meet with realtors or a, a divorce or CPA, uh, uh, you know, attorneys or accountants or whatever it is, right? Like, I'm going to go to where those people are. Great ideas. Oh, I that's fantastic. You're remarkably successful. So. I don't know about that, but I just live a genuine life. I there you just, go. you know, I think um, doing what you love genuinely is mm-hmm. going to put people in your path that, yeah. you know, it's an organic type of bonding and connection. Mm-hmm. And, you know, just that's, that's what I thrive on with my mm-hmm. business. And it so is, I, it's authentic and genuine. Okay, authentic and genuine is... Mm-hmm. Okay, There, I'm just going to throw a couple numbers. And th- there's not real hard evidence. It's just my perception. There's like 5,000 agents in town, right? Or in, in PPAR, so, yeah. something like that. Um, a lot of them have been licensed sometime in the last two to three years yeah. with, with COVID, right? Mm-hmm. A whole bunch of them. Mm-hmm. I, I don't think a lot of them know how to be authentic in real estate. Um, and the reason I say that is I feel like they, uh, from my interaction with a lot of them is they, they're, it's like a child learning how to act at a new school, mm-hmm. right? Like, like what's mm-hmm. acceptable behavior here? Like, Cause you don't know. Mm-hmm. And to be truly authentic and truly comfortable with yourself, it, that takes years and it takes a lot of deals, right? To be like, okay, I'm, I'm good with me, right? This is going to be who I am. Now, there's there's the unique individuals that just jump right in or exactly that way, and that's mm-hmm. that's all there is to it, right? Yeah. And And maybe you were that way, but it seems like there's a lot of agents that have a hard time being that. I think that the more authentic you can be, the better. If you, let's say you have that Southern Colorado twang, or maybe, maybe you have that... I wish my name was Caroline. <laughs> you know, whatever, whatever you carry me home wouldn't work. You can't, you can't Caroline me home. <laughs> that's, so, tr- oh, that's true. Yeah, yeah, the, the, yeah. Carry me home, Carolina. There's, there's a reason I'm carrying Caroline this. me home. Yeah, yeah. Caroline me home. Um, I, I think the more authentic you can be with that, yeah. the people yeah. people can recognize that. Mm-hmm. And I, I actually, sh- I struggled with that when I first started doing mm-hmm. um, mortgages. Is um, I came in just as a pure salesperson. Mm-hmm. That's it, right? And it was good for a while, but then I was like, okay, well, maybe I need to, uh, you know, do it this way or that way. And it took a while for me just to be like really comfortable with, um, like, I am just cool with me, like exactly the way it yeah, is. Yeah, I think, um, you know, I, I just, I just feel like I was kind of always a student. Mm-hmm. Um, I really like taking classes, especially being on my own, having mm-hmm. my, my own brokerage, you know, taking classes and being current. Yeah. You have to be current. Yeah. But back to the newer agents. Yeah. When I was a new agent, I, you know, you go through the class, mm-hmm. I had no idea what I was doing. <laughs> I mean, I had an exceptional mentor at the first place that I mm-hmm. started, um, young gal, and she just really um, was a an, probably the best mentor I've ever had. Okay. And... Um, but I, I think, you know, the new agents, if you go in humble, humbly, 
and authentic mm-hmm. and say, look, you know, I don't know the answer to that, yeah. but I will find it yeah. and I will get back to you. Those two things, mm-hmm. you know, finding the answer that makes you a stronger agent mm-hmm. than asking someone else. Yeah. Or, or I guess you have to ask someone else or do the research or whatever, right. but you find the answer mm-hmm. and then you get back to them yep. and they appreciate that. And so that's, that was how I started and just very humbly, like, mm-hmm. you know. Well, that, that's going to help with, with long-term. Mm-hmm. When you think about long-term, and, and actually we say that all the time in our office, right? It's like, go find the answer. Mm-hmm. You don't have to have the answer now. Yes. And I think that, that to me has been a huge thing with our team over the last, you know, seven years that we've had, Mm -hmm. that we've been here is like, you don't have to have the answer. Right. Like quit, take off the superhero cape, Uh right? You don't have to have Mm -hmm. the answer and it's okay. It's okay. Right? Like, why do they have this line item on title? You know, I have, that's a very good question. I'm going to figure that out and I'll get back right back to you. I've been doing this for over 20 years and I have that, I have that, use that all the time. Yeah. Like, you know what? I'm going to find out. I think they respect that because, I mean, first of all, it's truthful. Yeah. It's, you're not, you know, I don't think you appear less, less prof- educated, less or, educated yeah. or less professional. It's, you know, hey, that's a, a really mm-hmm. good question. I know a little bit about it, but, you know, let me really find out more about it and I'll get back to you. And and then that allows you then to be, number one, you're way more educated. Uh-huh. And, and it's, and then, yeah. you know, you as a, as a uh, your past life being a teacher, it, it kind of does that same thing. It says, well, now I'm going to go teach this subject to this person, or whether it's even, even if it's a 30 second explanation, mm-hmm. I understand it now. I dug into it, right? Yeah. I, I get it now. 100%. And I think, I think doing it that way makes, like you say, makes you look more respectable mm-hmm. in my opinion. If I ever talk to somebody who knows everything, I have a lot of concerns. Yeah. When I watch the news, and somehow they know a little bit about everything. I'm like, I think you just have a plan or an agenda. <laughs> I don't think you actually, I don't uh-huh. think you really understand the implications of the Fed fund hike. You, yeah. you, you know what I mean? You yeah. just, you read something on Wikipedia before you got on and here or something. you can't know everything. Yeah, I it's mean, completely you just, impossible. You just can't. And I think, you know, it's like parenting. I mean, I just think that even being a parent prepares you for real estate because, you know, it's, you don't have to have an immediate answer for your kids. It's like, Mm -hmm. Hey, hang on a second. You know, I'm a little stumped by this. (laughs) You know, I'll get back to you. You you just, you just need to hang on and and I'll get back. Mom, can I do this? Let's see. I could kill you. I could say no. (laughs) I'm going to get back to you in like five. Just don't talk to me for five minutes. Let me Uh me ponder my proper reaction here. Yeah. Yeah. And I think too, with clients, I have found as a new agent, you just want to answer questions, yep. you know what I mean? And like put out every fire yeah. and you're just frantic and, mm-hmm. and, and you just are reactionary to yeah. everything. And, and, at, you know, I haven't been in real estate for 15 years. I've yeah. been in real estate for eight years, but in that eight years I've realized, Hey, you know, I am here for you 100%, but also, mm-hmm. you know, if you give them a moment, mm-hmm. a moment, you do not have to react immediately. Yeah they'll come around yeah. and they will figure it out. Mm-hmm. Uh-huh. And it's, it's interesting when the information, we, we, then, well, mm-hmm. it, well, let's say we have to deliver bad news to a client, right? Mm-hmm. And it could be anything. Mm-hmm. could be, I don't, I don't know, your assets are wrong or the inspection went bad or yeah. whatever it Lots was, right? Yeah. <laughs> yeah. A yeah. thousand things, yeah. right? So let's say something does, does go sideways in real yeah. estate. What I've, what I found the most success and what I think works the best is when I work with a real estate agent that, 
uh, like normally I'll, I'll call the agent, I'll explain the situation before we call the client. Yep. And then me and the agent get on the same page and we fully understand the situation. We talk about it. Mm-hmm. And then one of us calls the client and talks to him about it. But what that does is it gives you that, that synergy that, that yeah. almost like if one of us freak out, the client's going to freak out because mm-hmm. they're like, well, Carrie's freaking out. Mm-hmm. Why, why is Carrie freaking out? Mm-hmm. I should freak. It's like mm-hmm. if you're, if you're doctors, you know, let's say you're, you're, not all the way under and they're doing some sort of surgery. He's like, oh, that's not good. That's like, wait, what? <laughs> what? What do you mean it's not good? Right. Did you cut a ligament? What, what's going yep. on here, right? Yep. It's you have that instant, you know, mm-hmm. kind of panic. Whereas if we're on the same page, now all mm-hmm. of a sudden it's like the client's like, oh, so this is normal? It's like, yeah, we got this. Yeah, we've got this. Okay. Yeah, I think it's so important to have a good team that yeah. you trust. And I think um, building relationships and rapport with the other agent, mm-hmm. it just, there's no sense. And I, you know, yeah. there's just no I know where you're going. Sense <laughs> yeah. in, in being. Battling. Yes. Yeah. It serves no one. Yeah. It makes everything contentious. It's yeah. just, there's no sense in doing that. You know, a, a, a real estate transaction, mm-hmm. you know, you want to feel, you don't want to feel like someone got entirely beaten up. There doesn't have to be a loser no. in the real estate transaction. I, th- I, yes. That there just doesn't have to how be. I try to do my business. There are some agents yeah. that are really contentious. So, le- but, but let me tell you that on the mortgage side, we mm-hmm. see that as well. And it makes it to where we don't want to call that agent uh-huh. to try to figure something out. Cause you're like, man, all they're going to do is freak out. Makes it worse. I'm just not even going to talk to him. I'm going to figure it out. And then I'm going to call him. Cause I have, I can't, I can't work through it. I, I can't work them. through it with him right. at all. Right? right. I'm going to call the other, I'm going I'm to call Carrie. We're going to work through yeah. it. Yeah, we'll work through it. And then we're going to, and then we'll mm-hmm. figure out the other person, mm-hmm. right? Mm-hmm. Um, and I would imagine, and correct me if I'm wrong, but as a realtor, right, mm-hmm. if you you know which agents, like if I asked you uh, to name three agents that you love having the other side of the transaction, you'd probably know. Yeah. Right? You're like, mm-hmm. yeah, absolutely. Bing, bing, bing. If I could have all my transactions with them, I'd be thrilled. Yeah. I, simultaneously, I bet there's, you could probably name three. You're like. Not three. Okay, I could two. probably name two. two? Okay. Uh-huh. Yeah. I could probably name two. You could two. probably. Yeah. She's got them in her mind. Yeah, I, I do. <laughs> okay. Yeah. So, so. I would imagine then that, you know, and I, I know several like that as well, but going into it and you show your clients a house listed by them and you're thinking, just don't buy this house. <laughs> Let's buy the neighbor's house. It's listed by somebody else. Right. I mean, but I know you have the fiduciary responsibility to help yeah, that client, but doesn't that, that impact your excitement about the transaction at all? I would think it would. It would have impact mine. Now you're trying to so see, you're going for the yeah. professional answer. I'm going for the human answer. I'm thinking, <laughs> screw that person, right? They're, they're good. This is going to be a pain in the butt, but I just can't show it. I got to work through this. Yeah. 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 You're just going to yeah, go with, yeah. Yeah. You just, you know, how do you eat an elephant one bite at a time? You know, it's yeah. just, it's like, I got to do this. I got to yeah. put on a professional hat. I got to put on a brave face for my clients. Yeah. They don't need to know anything. Mm-hmm. They just need to do this. And What's I your favorite part of town? West side. West side. West side. Can you give me? Can you give me a like a? What was it? What is it this there one? we go. There. Yeah, like you know what I was talking about. Yeah, you got to get West Side's best side, right? Yeah. So, what do you love about the West Side of Colorado Springs? Oh gosh, just it. It feels like a small town. Yeah. You know, everybody knows everybody. Mm-hmm. Um, what part of West Side which, do you live in? Like, what area? Um. Well, I rent. 
Okay. I got what? divorced a couple of years ago, and so okay. I actually rent. I'm right on Cresta by the Road more, so oh, I rent yeah. a little tiny cottage, and it's super cute, and I have well, a huge but right yard by, and a, by Cresta, I mean you got yeah, you've got oh. Helen Hunt Falls up the street. Oh. You have you have Gold Camp up the street. You have uh, I mean Captain North Jacks. You have yeah. uh, you have Stratton, open all space. that stuff. Yeah, yeah. Stratton. Uh-huh. Yeah. yeah, and they just built a new about two years ago. They built a new downhill. Mountain mm-hmm. bike run coming Shoots off of shoot, yeah, 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 yeah. I know that no. that's really really fun. Yeah, it is. Um, so I just I love All it West so side. much. And yeah. you know, growing up, I, we always lived in older communities, older yeah. homes, and mm-hmm. so I have a true love for older homes and their character. And you know, I have mm-hmm. just such an appreciation. So you really love the constant continued maintenance that it requires to own a, <laughs> to own a old home. It Sorry. just is. Throwing dollars out the window, it's great. Yeah, well, my house was built oh in gosh. the 60s. It's probably not as old uh, as yours, right? Mine is 39. Okay, yeah. And so there, uh, You can hear the wind going through the house. Well, I got, I got radon mitigation of like about a year ago, <laughs> yeah. and we were debating. We're like, we kind of have a lot of airflow that goes through anyway. Like, do we really, you know, do we really oh need God. it? Because... <laughs> I mean, honestly, like, uh, yeah. you know, it's, it's probably fresher air than, we, than we're getting in a lot of other buildings. Yeah. Uh, you know, uh, and then we, then we added AC. Yeah, I, don't, I mean, it's nice. It's, I've never had yeah. AC my whole life. I never grew up with AC, yeah. right? I'm almost 50 years old. And I've never had AC mm-hmm. in my entire mm-hmm. life. And like four years ago, we put in AC and we've always had swamp coolers or, you know, yeah, so, you know, just fan. fans. Yeah, fan. Uh, and we put it in. We're like, whoa, this is awesome. This is like, this is really cool. Because we just lived in this old house. Like, old houses yeah. don't have it, right? Yeah. But then it has like this arched ceiling, right? Or not arch, it's a, um, whatever. It comes to a big vaulted. point. Yeah, vaulted. There you go. Yeah. So that's why I do mortgage <laughs> than you do real estate. But the crazy part is like the, like the insulation is so poor in these old houses. Oh, right? yeah. Like, like, yeah, if you're going to put an air conditioner, yeah. you may as well put, you know, insulation first. And well, then but, but the, the vaulted you know? ceiling, I can't yeah, because the, know. you know, you know mm-hmm. so I turn on the fan like two mm-hmm. days ago, right? I turn on the fan, the, the ceiling fan, and I may as well just open up a hot attic. Because it just like blasted me with this hot, hot air. air. It was just been trapped for half a day at the top oh, of my. No. I'm like, man, I got to think this through, you know. Like, I got, I got, I got to yeah. plan this better. But old houses, but I, I got to tell I you, they're, they're to me. I mean, maybe because I've never lived in a new house, I've always had old houses. Yeah. But mm-hmm. you, know, you know, it, it is. There is always some sort of character. Like my, my always. house, even though it's, it, it was built in a little community over on the west side in the '60s. Like, there's not. Maybe I could see two or three other houses that are like mine mm-hmm. over there in the whole area, right? Like it's there's not a lot of repeat cookie cutter stuff, yeah. Um, and it's and and you know you've got the mature landscaping, and so mm-hmm. um, it, that's my favorite side of town it as is. well. And um, I love those true, you know, the ones that are still in original condition. You know, mm-hmm. it just breaks my heart when you got a flipper that comes in and takes that charm out. Oh my gosh, I hate that. And, you know, uh, <laughs> you, 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 it just I just felt face. the emotions of it because somebody down the street oh did that. And I was like, I was Takes down all the walls. Yeah. You know, like, no, well, let's modernize this no, thing. Yeah. No, yeah. It, no, I, I don't know that that absolutely breaks my heart because, you know, when you live in a house and you mm-hmm. do projects and you make it, you know, whatever improvements. Yeah. It's such a difference. Yeah. When the owner does it lovingly, then yeah. when a flipper comes in and does it. Yep. And it, it just like. Well, it, no am I am I putting protect. in am I putting in solid doors or hollow doors? Am I putting in uh-huh. hardwood or am I putting in laminate? Am MDF. I putting in yeah exactly exactly? Am I doing MDF versus yeah exactly versus actual mm-hmm. hardwood? Am I mm-hmm. like cabinetry? Everything everything mm-hmm. that you do in your own house, 
that you you're going to live there and you're like, man, I want to live here. Um, you put a slightly different level into it. Mm -hmm. Right. Or you could do it like me and not pull a permit on anything and just kind of, did I say that out loud? (laughs) Yeah. I've become, I've become quite handy (laughs) with, uh, my own, my own project. I don't know what you're talking about, but let's just say, uh, I've been shocked a few times doing my own electrical work. I've, oh. yeah, it's, uh, Make sure you turn off. Okay. But here's something you don't know in old houses. What you, they don't teach oh, you this yeah, yeah. is in the same room, you could be on two or three different circuits, right? Yeah, like true. this wall has this. Mm-hmm. So you shut it off on one wall. You're like, hey, it's all good. <laughs> you go to the next one. <sighs> okay, let's let's do this. Let's do this over, you know? Because I mean that the the outlets are all worn out and like plugs oh, yeah, fall out of them. Yeah, the light switch is jiggly. Yeah, yeah. I'm like bending. It's like, come on, <laughs> vacuum. I'm bending it out and then cramming it in there just to get the. You know, See, just, we have lived in old houses. Yes, yeah, so, uh, to me that's always <laughs> you been normal. Know that. Yeah. And like my house. You know, what is the standard now? Every six feet, there has to be an outlet. There may so, be one outlet in a room. <laughs> oh, my like, gosh. Huh, Talk yeah. about overloading outlets. And your cell phone uh, service yes. sucks because you got you got a little, you know. They, so when I, when I, I decided to redo, um, I, I redid my doors a couple years ago. Nice. And so I just went and I bought, like, the solid doors. And I was going nice. to put them in. And to do that, I got to tear out the old frame of mm-hmm. the old doors. So my yeah. old doors were really hollow and flim. In fact, the hinges... True story. It's the yeah. craziest thing. They were so worn out that they were, it was like a pivot that went up and down. It was, it was like, that's, oh that's goodness. how worn out it was. Wow. Right? I mean, they've been going for like 50 years. Yep. Right. Yep. So I go and I start replacing it. And what I realized was as I'm taking off the trim and everything, everything is completely solid wood. Yeah. Right. Except I for the door that. itself was a piece yeah. of crap. But, yeah. Yeah. Uh-huh. but all, and my address was written on the back of yes. the of all of the the wood because yeah. when they delivered it they wrote it on yes you're exactly, exactly right. and they would go through and they'd put anchor bolts in the corners of all I was like it's like oh my Isn't gosh that so beautiful like this like you you're not going to mm-hmm. get this anywhere right yeah. it's it takes a certain it's a certain charm but it takes a certain person to appreciate that charm it does right yeah, absolutely and i think again that's another you know reason why i loved that question so much which yeah. i really don't ask it anymore because yeah. it doesn't really apply but um yeah, you know, it's, it's it's it just depends on where you are from, and yeah. and and that's the thing that I love about real estate is mm-hmm. that, you know, just like relationships, there's something f- for everyone. Yeah, and you, I I love taking a a raw person, if yeah. you will, and like, okay, I can do this. I love that I will challenge form this. of yes. matching <laughs> yeah. matching what they say yeah. with their deliverable dream. Yeah. You know? Yeah. So um So so when people buy out east, so you said do you want to view or do you want to use? Now yeah. again, this this is now the to me the correct answer is always well I want to use the mountains, but there's some serious downsides too, like mm-hmm. you said. At four o'clock, mm-hmm. you do not have sunshine anymore. It has gone over the tip of Pikes Peak. The whole west side is can, a shadow. You can see the whole east side is bathed, bathed so, in sunshine. You know what? In, in 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 certain times of year, like spring and fall, when it's like cold on the west, <laughs> side, you, you know. And I see it over there. I'm like, oh yeah. man, dude. I could just be riding but my bike and be warm. Like, oh, yeah, it'd yes. be so so nice. Uh, and and the other part of that on the west, uh, like on the west side, like. Um, the only place that I could really go within five minutes of my house that we had a grocery store at King Supers mm-hmm. on Centennial. Mm-hmm. Now, uh, 
recently they built a Costco about 10 or 15 minutes away, mm-hmm. which is, is kind of nice, right? Yeah. But that's kind of a, that's a little ways away. And when I'm on the east side, like, I can get anything. There's a grocery store in every there, there's a There's a grocery yeah. store. There's a convenience mm-hmm. store. Every food. Mm-hmm. Like, mm-hmm. you know how long it took for us to get, like, a Chick-fil-A on the west side? <laughs> like, it <laughs> it took know. a long time, uh-huh. right? Yeah. I was like, man, I yeah. opened Chick-fil-A. I'm like, oh, it's a whole new world, right? Mm-hmm. This is fantastic. Mm-hmm. Uh, it just takes a while to get stuff when you're, you know, and even driving. It's, uh, as an example, right by my house, there's, you know, the road Fillmore. Mm-hmm. Okay. Yeah. Within a one mile stretch, I don't know if you know this, it changes, it has a bunch of curves. And before you get to, you know, to where it ends on 31st or wherever it ends, mm-hmm. it changes street names three times in about a mile. <laughs> you go Fillmore, Fontmore, Fontanero. Oh, Font yeah. Uh-huh. Yeah. So yeah. you're like, what, what is going on yes. here? Right. Like, that, it, that took it, me a while to figure that out. Yeah. yeah you're on Fontmore. Uh-huh. No, I'm on Fillmore. No, you're on yeah, Fontanero. Right. What, what is going on here? Right. Yeah. And so it yeah. is, you know, anytime you're from, from downtown to West side, uh-huh. it is, getting anywhere is a little bit more of a challenge. It takes a little bit more driving. Mm-hmm. Um, and for some reason, and I don't know why this is, I'm probably going to get in trouble for saying it, but all, every single homeless person that's ever wanted to live in Springs lives on the West side. I, I don't understand I that. Know. The and sun shines over there. Like, like what, what the heck? More support for they do. And, and the so, so on the West, yeah, on the West yeah. side, like, like there's, there's like West side cares and yeah, some other so stuff. I think that's something back to what I, back to what you asked me mm-hmm. at the beginning is, you know, what do you tell people when they're moving here? Yeah. Um, you know, here you have the Broadmoor and excellent Shine Mountain schools, Yeah. but you also have to say, you know, that comes with, with, with this as well. Yeah. And, um, so yeah, I think addressing those mm-hmm. big points that, you know, um, you know, I don't think there's streetlights on the west west side. You know, if, if that's something. Yeah, I'm trying to think where the closest one yeah, to my to my house. Is. That's I think, I think the you. closest one's about a half mile yeah, away from here. If you want air conditioning, mm-hmm. east side. If you want streetlights, <laughs> east, east side. Yeah. You know, all the homeless people, east yeah, side. Yeah. And the east side is gorgeous. I yeah. mean, it just it 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 did. I think 17 years ago felt. New. I don't think it does. It any. felt like I was driving yeah. to Kansas 17 years well, ago. True. true. Power, I think. I think they just paved powers like 25 years ago <laughs> or something like heard, that. Yeah. yeah. It used to be dirt road. It was, it was paved, but yeah. I had a, just, I had a friend who lived in in uh, Black Forest it, when I was yeah. like I was I was out of high school, um, maybe Beautiful. maybe like six months or something mm-hmm. like that, and he came. I was living in Colorado Springs and working, and and uh, hadn't been out of high school that long, and, and he came over and visited, and his brother dropped him off, and he hung out for a while. He's like, well, can you drive me home? I can't get a hold of my, but we didn't have cell phones, right? You have to go to the pay phone. <laughs> yeah, oh, yeah. You go to a pay yeah, phone and call. Yeah, we're the same and, age, and so, Yeah, yeah. So we'd like go to like the Chapel's Mall was like the nice mall. <laughs> you know, I lived by Citadel Mall, and it was still sketchy back then. Right? Was it? Oh, yeah. yeah. So he's like, well, can you drive me home? Like. Yeah, he's like, I live in Black Forest, right? I'm like, whatever, I don't know, you know, I don't really go out there. So I started driving. After like 15 minutes, I'm like, bro, how far are we driving, man? This is like a really, really long way. Like, Uh did you ever think about moving a little closer here? But I mean, it felt like a hold. And now, if I have to drive over to Powers, it's like, it. I mean, sure, it's a little bit of, you know, getting over there, but it's not very far, right? It's it's, it's not, but I think even even if you stay to the west side, it mm -hmm. just... You know, I driving over here was it was eleven minutes, but yeah. there was an ambulance, and yeah, you, you have to plan about thirty minutes to go anywhere. Yeah, and you know the drive time as a real estate agent is is a lot. How many miles do you put in your car? Well, that's funny that you should ask because 
when we got the hailstorm in mm-hmm. what 2018? Yeah, where it put holes in the side of the of the townhomes and everything. Yes. Just blew, it looked like a war zone. Yeah, yeah. yeah. So um, my car got hail damaged, um, and so when I went to to get it fixed or whatever, I don't know. They it was a one year old car. It got mm-hmm. it in 2017, and in 2018 they said your car, this brand, mm-hmm. in the whole state of Colorado, for one year old vehicle, you have ten thousand miles more. Than the next highest mileage. Than the next highest mileage? Vehicle. Not the average, the next highest. Highest mileage in the state of Colorado. <laughs> and that's when I was out showing horse properties out in Florissant. Oh, yeah. Down okay. on West Cliff. But still, I, you know, I drive out Highway 94. Yeah. Okay. Highway 24, there's support. Mm-hmm. Highway 94, there's not. Yeah. And I know that from personal experience. <laughs> <laughs> and and when your phone only says SOS. Yeah. <laughs> You're like, well, I <laughs> could call flight for life, but I don't know if I could. That yeah. it should say SOL yeah. instead of SOS because that's exactly what you are. And that would be funny. I think <laughs> yeah. Sorry, pal. It ain't happening. <laughs> Yeah, your, your iPhone just says SOL, and yeah. you're like, "Yep, I figured." Uh, yeah. So mm-hmm. you know, it you have to be self reliant. Yeah, you have to. Like I said, you can't, you can't panic. Yeah, I don't panic. Mm. I don't panic. I know, I can do it. Yeah, I know I can do it. Whether it's driving, whether it's working a deal, mm-hmm. I just really, and I hate to use absolutes. Yeah. you know, always and never, but I try never. Mm-hmm. to feel defeated until yeah. I really and truly am. Yeah. I, I just... But rarely are you much, ever really and truly yeah, in real estate. Yeah, the thing about real yeah. estate is just... And that's why it's so important um, dealing with the you know the other agent and your your team of people mm-hmm. that you're working with is that if you all have that attitude, yeah, you can make things happen. Well, it's just a thing, right? It's just... it's just, it's Here's a challenge. Here's a thing. Yeah. Here's what came up. Here's what the client did. Here's what the other seller did. Here's what the... Mm-hmm. This, this is just a thing. This, mm-hmm. is, this happened. It's not... It's not the explosion people think to, it's going to be. You have to take your your ego and yourself out mm-hmm. of it. You're putting yeah. a deal together for your clients. Yeah. It's not agent versus agent. Yeah. Well, some people think it is. But it's it's just like, not. Yeah, they put on it's, boxing gloves and, and, yeah. and you're not it, it's just not. It doesn't well, need to well, be. Well, the that thing way. The, here's what we used to tell me. I actually had a, a friend of mine in town. Um, his name's Frank Shoptaw. I don't know if you know who Frank is. So he works mm-hmm. downtown at Wiker. And this is oh my gosh, had to be ten years ago or so. And Frank brings up the term to me, pit bull agent. He's Oof. like, he's like, you don't want to work with pit yes. bull agents. He's like, cause yeah. it's, they will, they will, they, and he's like, they will quote, get it done, but they will make everybody mad in the process. Yeah. Nobody will want to work with them. Yeah. And, uh, you know, you definitely don't want to refer your best friend to your mom to him. Right? right. So don't, don't, you know, try to avoid ever looking to be a pit bull agent as opposed to. Yeah. You can't avoid working with them, but yeah. you don't want to. Here, my, my, my thing is, I could be way off here, but I think the market will find you out in three to five years, whoever you are. Like you could pull it off. You could pull off your shenanigans for a while. Oh yeah. I think the market finds you out. For sure. Somehow, some way, that's how it works. Right. So you may as well take care of your business in a good way because the market's going to find out good or bad. I don't know. I just really have not had... Any bad experiences to, to speak of. I just, I think that, you know, not coming off as authentic mm-hmm. and genuine, but actually being authentic and genuine, yeah. that just, 
puts everyone in a good frame of mind. Yeah. And willing to work. You're not, you're very unthreatening at that point, right? When when you're that way, it's very unthreatening. It's, it's okay. I'm going to bring this up to Carrie. We're going to deal with this. I have worked right. That's exactly what Mm -hmm. has been said by, by both parties in a lot of transactions that I've done, you know, we'll, we'll work this out. This is okay. We can do this. Yeah. And it's just, it's just lovely. And I would say, 99% 99% mm-hmm. of the agents that I've worked with have been lovely. Good to deal with. Yeah. So if you could give advice to a new agent or an agent looking to maybe, maybe they just haven't done much business or it's a new agent, whatever it is, what, what would be something in particular that you would say is a must? You must, and you keep coming back to authenticity. Yeah. Sorry. I'm kind of stuck on that one. But, well, but, um, but, but it's, yeah. it, I mean, that could be it, right? Yeah. Is that, is that, you know, you said learn earlier. You learn. said learn. Yeah, I was going to say that. Okay. Yeah. yeah. And close close the loops. Meaning you what? Have to cl- you have to close loops with clients. Mm-hmm. You you have to deliver on your promises. If you say, I'm going to find this answer, you have to deliver it. Yeah. Um, and again, you know, y- you look respectable, mm-hmm. not stupid Yeah. when you do that. Like, look, you know, I... You look stupid when you say that you know the answer right. and then they find out right. you don't later. Yeah. Right. Communication. I think that that was a challenge for me when I first started. Mm-hmm. I, I really didn't understand how much you have to communicate with clients. Yeah. You know, I kind of figured that like if things were going along swimmingly, why then everybody's good. let them know? I yeah. learned that real quickly. Yeah. That that is not the case. If it's they going want, along good, you better call them and tell them it's going know. good. They yeah. want to know. Mm-hmm. You, you, and, and I think too, as an agent, you know, a lot of clients think that you just make money. Yeah. And, you know, it's like well, we get a commission check and then I had to spend all this just to uh, get to here and uh, then I got to switch it to uh, here. Uh, and yeah, uh, yeah. Uh, exactly. So they see, they see like 10 grand on the thing yeah. and you're like, I made $2,500. I made $2,500. <laughs> yeah, yeah, like, uh-huh. exactly. And I worked and I stressed mm-hmm. and I made $2,500. And, yeah. and it makes those, those sweet deals that much sweeter. But yeah. I think that you have to find a way. Mm-hmm without concerning your clients, but letting them know the work that you are doing. Yeah. In a very a tasteful manner. Yeah. They want to know that you are working for them. Yeah. And so, hey, you know, I made a phone call to your lender this morning and I just wanted to update you that did it, did it, did Or, you know, I went out and I priced this, that, and the other thing. Or I called... Um, five different well companies to see if we could get you in before this, this holiday that's coming up, you know, um, it just, it has to be tasteful. It has to be tactful, but you, you do have to find out. They're going to assume that you're not doing anything. They do. Yeah. Which is crazy. They do. And it's, it's all you did is show me three houses and you got paid three grand. What the heck? Yeah. Right. 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 No, uh, (laughs) there's a whole lot more that goes into that. You very tactfully have to show them that you, you do know your stuff. You do have a network and you are working for them. So, um, this is a, this is a little oddball question. Okay. Shoot. You're like, yeah, mm-hmm. hit me with it. it. All right. <laughs> I can take it. it. It's odd in that it, it, it's, it's somewhat self-serving. That's why it's an odd question. Okay. Well, yeah. Cause it's okay. a business. Yeah. You're a business. So if you could be a loan officer for one week, what would you do different than what you see a lot of loan officers do? How would you, how would you do your stuff? Ooh, gosh. I mean, you deal with, you deal with LOs all the time. So 
you know, let's say let's say you have a dozen buy sides, what maybe four of them are cash, so you're dealing with at least eight, you know, I lenders know, on that side. I know that everybody has to have a work life balance. Mm-hmm. Um, Is there a butt coming there or what? Kind of. Okay. All right. Let's hear it. Yeah. Yeah. Because. You but know. picking up your phone, <laughs> you know, not afternoon is not a balance. That's an imbalance. Yeah, yeah. Some, I do appreciate it when loan officers are available. Okay. Um, Explain but available. But I also respect that they have to have downtime and family time and, yeah. and that kind of stuff. I just think, you know, the ones that consistently, you know, I don't work past five and mm-hmm. I'll return your call on Monday, you know. Yeah, yeah. No. Yeah. That doesn't work for me. Well, it doesn't th- th- work for my So clients. just because the bank is closed doesn't mean you can't answer a call, right? Now, I, I do tell people. Or issue a pre-approval. Issue a or, pre-approval, right. Yeah. If you, if you, somebody comes into town, they're, they're getting, you know, they might be moving here in military and they decide to take a road trip to Colorado Springs. They see one of your signs. They call you and they're like, well, we're going to buy. You say, well, have you been pre-approved? They say, no, somebody's got to help them because on Sunday afternoon, yeah. they're driving back. Right, exactly. Right? Like, yes. like that—that's when they're here. You need—you exactly. need to help them. Um, now, eleven o'clock on a Sunday night, they probably didn't just show up. They, like, it, you know what I mean? So that would be an inappropriate time to but call. That's I where think. I think. That's where I think agent experience comes into play. Yeah, is that you know you can't do anything at eleven o'clock. Yeah, you know what I mean. Like, you know when mm-hmm. you really need some reinforcement or you know so, some help, and when when you can. Yeah. Wait. So, so that's you. Let's say, let's say that's you reaching out to them. How, if they're, you know, you mentioned with your clients Mm -hmm. that you, that you need to be in contact and let them know what's going on. So if the, if the lender's doing that, how often do you need to reach out to the lender? If you're having constant updates? I don't, uh, you know, the lenders always on the emails, typically speaking, Mm -hmm. um, but if the lender's doing a good job at communicating with their client, you know, our mutual client, um, and that's not my lane. Lending is not my lane. So you be prof- the, the professional in that lane, and, and I'll follow up with what I need to do um, to support you. And if you're having an issue getting documents back that you need, you know, mm-hmm. I can facil- facilitate that. Um, but so I, just I don't need, typically realtor, out, realtor or loan officers just need to communicate. Right, that's what that's what well, we need their, to do with their clients, okay. and and you know if everybody on the on the team for the mm-hmm. process is working their own lane, yeah, then then you've got good communication with your client, you know, and everything matches, and so that so, assuages a lot of concerns for them when everything aligns. Okay, so did I answer your question? You answered. You really? did answer my. Well, you talked me in circles. Now I don't even remember my question. I no, I'm joking. <laughs> no, yeah, that's part of my charm. Yeah. <laughs> you won't even know what question you asked me. Because <laughs> I don't know. <laughs> I don't know. I, I talked to a guy this morning that, that was like that. He We started talking about something, and then he starts telling me a story about his kid. It was my chiropractor, actually, this morning. Oh, yeah. And, and we've kind of become friends over this last year, and he's telling me about his kid. And then all of a sudden, he's telling me this long, crazy story about his kid. He's like, he's like, yeah, he's four, and he, he calls it powering up. He puts on his <gasps> it's like, tsh, tsh, he puts on his body armor, and he's like, he's all crazy and powerful. And and then he I see this look in my chiropractor, and he's like, how did I remember, he's like, I don't remember what we were talking about. I said, well, you're telling about your kid. He's like, why? Yeah, but why? He's, yeah. like, he's like, I swear that was going somewhere. I know. He's like, I, I, I know. I said, well, I found out your kid can power up. So that's, that's good. I have to kind of keep myself in check because I do. Yeah. I'm trying to stay focused here. It's very hard. I think, you know, um, 
may have a touch of ADHD, which I think helps. And, a touch? And hinders uh, yeah. sometimes. I call it a superpower. It can be a superpower if it's used properly. Well, think of it like X ray vision, right? Mm-hmm. X ray vision can be very deadly and kill lots of people. Or not, not X ray vision, I'm sorry, yeah. laser eyes, right? Yeah. yeah, yeah. Like it's Superman, <laughs> right? Like laser eyes, right? You could just kill a bunch of people. Yeah. But let's say you were being attacked and it's World War II and Hitler's showing up to town. Your laser eyes you are going to cut. You laser, laser him. Exactly. Yeah. You can laser him. Yeah. So do you know how to use that special power of yours without yes. murdering everybody and destroying is, your own life? What does Peter Parker say with great... Great power, power becomes, becomes great, great responsibility. responsibility. Yeah. yeah. So do you, think, do you feel like you have ADHD? Yeah. Okay. So, um, so that's been a challenge for me in real estate. So, but with that though, right? In the, in the beginning. Okay. And I would say that that makes it, I would say you have more power than people who don't. That's my experience. Very much so. Well, I think we have the ability to um, keep a lot of balls in the air at one time. Mm-hmm. It's, but at the same time, it makes it. But that's, <sighs> that's why I said closing loops is mm-hmm. important. For me. So I take a lot of notes, mm-hmm. a lot of notes. And so if I have delivered a, or if, if someone has asked me a question and mm-hmm. I have said, I'll answer that, I'll get back to you, I must yeah. return to that. So that was a challenge. Because if you don't. In the beginning it's, yeah. is closing loops and making mm-hmm. sure that I address yeah. you know, all, all of the things that I've, I've promised. I'm going to explain to you why I think it's a superpower. Okay, yeah, please okay. do. And it, it's funny to me that people who feel like they they, they are blessed with that <laughs> have, they, they feel like it is not good, right? They feel like it's been a, a problem. An and, and I think socially it does become, um, you don't fit the way school tells you to learn. Right. You, mm-hmm. you, you don't, that's not the way it's designed. You're not going to be a good factory worker, right? Right. <laughs> Unless you decide that you're going to be the best factory worker. Than, <laughs> than than, than, yeah. yeah. So, but the reason I think it works so well in this industry, if it's done properly, which if you can control your superpower, mm-hmm. you have the ability. Um, and and this, this is what I, that I absolutely love. Like it, it my wife is incredibly intelligent. She's valedictorian of her school. She was, you know, college scholarships, all kinds of like a very intelligent woman, right? Um, the difference between her and I is she can stick with something and go all the way through, right? Mm-hmm. For me, I have to re- like I got to be into it or I'm not. That's all there is to it. Yeah. It's like the light switch is on or it's off. Yeah. There's no dimmer, yeah. right? And so, what I think a very good power that comes with ADD or ADHD, whatever you want to call it these days, is when you decide to get into something, you can hyper-focus on a level that a normal human doesn't understand. (laughs) Like you can, you can, if Mm -hmm. you can get so far into it that it allows you to elevate whatever you're trying to work on, whether that's, whether that's coming up with, um, uh, you know, a, a, a script or if it's coming up with um, a procedure or a protocol or a create the creativity is unbelievable with people with ADHD, right? Mm-hmm. It's, it's unbelievable yeah, done properly. Yeah, that comes with real estate. Yeah, yeah, yeah well, well done, done, done properly, <laughs> yes. right? It yes. allows you to connect with people almost by accident, right? Yeah. It's, it, to me... It's pretty easy to connect with people. It is, it is an absolute power that is... 
mm-hmm. it, that is disguised mm-hmm. a, and and treated as a uh, as an unfortunate event that people go through. And I just I don't buy that that's the case. Well, I think as you were talking, I was kind of thinking about you know how you were saying you can hyperfocus. Um, and that's great. That has served me, you know, a few mm-hmm. times when you have like a significant challenge, like, you know, we had, I had a well on a shared, um, mm-hmm. property, yeah. a shared well, uh, that was tricky. And yeah. so I was able to dig deep, Yeah. Uh, you know, yeah. well stuff, like <laughs> I got it. Like, yeah. I've got it. I was yeah. able to really dig deep yeah. and, um, and the client really appreciated that, you yeah. know, like, and, and the client was extremely intelligent. And yeah. so, you know, I, I had to deliver. Yeah. And so I love that part of it, but I think that, um, for ADHD, you know, um, you know, some people can be really be black and white mm-hmm. and, and for me, life is very colorful, first of all, but it's all about the gray in between. It's I absolutely am all about what's in between the left and the right mm-hmm. or the black and the white. Yeah. And, and to me, there is infinite shades of gray in there. Well, impossibility. Yeah. To okay. get things done mm-hmm. and to learn things. And I, you know, I, I just, there, there's just so much to learn. Yeah. You know, always. Yeah. And, and I think that, I don't know. I just, I look at things with a lot of possibility. Mm-hmm. I, most everything. Everything. Let's but, be real. <laughs> <laughs> but that, 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 but that, but that mindset right there uh-huh. is also um, from what I've been around with people that, and, and I think ADHD is uh, very um, over diagnosed, maybe. But people who I think have those tendencies, they uh, the optimism is an element of that as well. Yes. I don't find very many ADHD people, ADHD mm-hmm. people with, with a really pessimistic, grumpy no. outlook. Right. Cause it's well, like, because everything's new all the time. <laughs> <laughs> Squirrel. It's like, Carrie, I got an idea. <laughs> yeah. And you're like, yes, yes. let's, yeah, that yes. sounds fantastic. Yes. So, but you have to have some actual, you know, be able to actualize as well. Okay. Well, so that was the biggest challenge for me in, yeah. in business. Like my, I, I'm incredibly ambitious, like overly ambitious. Um, it's almost like having a horse that you haven't tamed. Yeah. Right. And yeah. it's like, I'm, I'm going to go, I'm going yeah, exactly. to go, <laughs> I'm going I'm I'm to go ride this horse. Oh, <laughs> you're going to fall. Maybe we're going to give this yeah. a shot. Right. Yeah. So when I, when yeah. I started doing business, I actually started doing business at a very young age, <laughs> right. Very young age. Uh, I didn't realize you were so like Tim. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Uh, I mean, like, I mean, I was a paper boy, you know, paper boy. I had to, you know, rode my mm-hmm. BMX bike and I'd throw papers oh, and I'd go around and I'd go around <laughs> a little better off dead uh-huh, for you there. Okay. Uh-huh. We, yeah, we are very John much Cusack, like, yeah. It. So, it, it, but with that was oftentimes my ambition and my optimism, I wasn't able to rein in yes. what I needed to do to make it successful. Yes. And that is a huge yes. skill set that I think that should be being taught to people with ADHD tendencies or ADHD um, full-blown, you know, diagnoses, the diagnoses yeah. it, it should be, you have a lot of possibility, okay? And you're going to try a lot of stuff, and that's cool. Mm-hmm. It's okay when you fall on your face because you 
my friend will fall way more than the average Joe. <laughs> but you, but, but that's because you're trying way more. Yeah. And you're willing to get up way more. As mm-hmm. soon as I can teach you how to develop processes mm-hmm. and structure, mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. you are going to be unstoppable. That's my... And that's... That's my biggest challenge is systems. Yeah. Systems. Because I just... I'm consistently inconsistent. Yeah. And so... Reli- reliably inconsistent. Right? Yeah. Yeah, pretty much. Um, so it's been a struggle for me um, to... Check in with my clients. Yeah. Um, yeah. Because I just feel like I'm bothering them. You know what? I and, yeah. And, and and when I do reach out to them, it's it's such a wildly successful. Yeah, I should do this more. Yes. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Yes. Yeah. So, so yeah. we we have to have systems in our in our. So I have noticed, uh, and anybody who who listens to this and says, "Well, geez, people are admitting they have ADHD." Well, yeah. The, guess what? A vast majority of realtors and loan officers, a vast majority. <laughs> and, and like, can I say vast one more time? A vast majority <laughs> yeah. have it. Yeah. It's I, a ma- I didn't realize that, but it, it, but can it, they, well, it, 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 it attracts that, right? It truly attracts that, that the freedom, the possibility, yeah, the, the creativity, <laughs> exactly. Mm-hmm. But then you have people who, are having success just through pure consistency. So Warren mm-hmm. Buffett has a has a quote mm-hmm. that says, "An idiot with a plan can always beat a uh, genius with no plan." Right? And I think I think a lot of people with ADHD are are, are very smart people, very very smart people, but um, not they're not the idiot with the plan; they're the idiot without the plan. Right? <laughs> right? So because because yes. I don't have a plan. So yes. when you look at that and say, "Okay, what what can a real estate agent do to succeed?" So what we in my office have to do because again we attract a certain type of person, Mindset. right? Mm-hmm. And because of that, you have we we really found two different two different um, types that come in and want to work with us as loan officers, and uh, one type is the type that's very um, book and structured, right? Mm-hmm. Like, like very structured. And they generally do good, but they actually have a hard time generating the business. Mm-hmm. It, that, that, that is their challenge is generating the business. Then we have the other side who is, they have a lot of good ideas on being structured. They know they need to be structured. <laughs> they thrive when they're They've, structured. And when they are structured, oh, get out of the way. Right. Because they're going right. to get, they will get business, right? right? So they're going to get business. Mm-hmm. But it's very challenging mm-hmm. um, for for them to stay structured. So like mm-hmm. in my office, as an example, we have uh, our system. We have a CRM mm-hmm. that, that everybody has to use. Mm-hmm. Every lo- I don't care what kind of loan officer to work for me. You have to, ha- you have to be part of the CRM. And we have it set up. To where we have it broken to four days, and it, it just it has it has I've to be heard this way. This. Yeah, yeah, it ha- it, method before it has mm-hmm. to be this way. Yeah, because if I and by the way, I had to get rid of Excel sheets. I had to get rid of notes, handwritten notes. You should see my desk. I have a pile oh, probably this high same. of stuff, same. just stuff, right? Notes. But for me to be effective in my sales, because I know where I thrive and and where I where I challenge, and the challenge is is truly that structure. Mm-hmm. And so for me to thrive in that, I had to invest in technology to hold me accountable, right? Yes. A good, a really, really good salesperson can talk their way past even a, a sales coach and be like, oh yeah, blah, blah, blah. And I got lots of reasons and excuses. They're totally justified. So I'll give you a quick example. Um, Wednesdays, we are calling um, our database. We call it database Wednesdays, right? And now Keller Williams does something that's a mm-hmm. D two three R two D two whatever it is. Yeah. 
But what we do is we call two letters of the alphabet on past clients. I, I've heard this. Yeah. It is crazy how mm-hmm. it just, people, I don't even remember some of my clients. And then I look at the notes and I, and I talk to them, Hey, just want to check in see how you're doing. And now phone calls best, but at mm-hmm. least shoot them a text, mm-hmm. if nothing else, yeah. right? At least shoot them a text. Mm-hmm. And you got to get through it every Wednesday. Mm-hmm. And we dedicate two hours on Wednesday. Yep. That's not, That's a, lot not a lot of time. That leaves That's you 38 hours left in the week, right? And the right? conversations are delightful. It's awesome. I know. It's And, and then I you start remembering things about I them, know. and you're like, oh, my gosh, yeah, and weren't you going to buy it. a new boat or something? And, uh, and to have that, your repeat and referral business would skyrocket, right? It would be because you okay, have... You I have, know what I'm doing... Yeah, when I, I don't even have, I'm ashamed to say I do not even have a database of all my clients. You know what, that's crazy. Okay, first off, okay, wait, wait, let me back up. It's crazy, that's the first thing I have to say, but it's normal. Is exactly what you have to say. Oh my gosh, yes. I'm glad to hear that. Absolutely. It's so. It's been on my list for eight years. (laughs) I swear I'm going to start writing this (laughs) stuff down. (laughs) Well, but the thing is, because when you, do you need to keep written record of your friends? No. Right. You really don't. Yeah. Like I know my friends, mm-hmm. I don't have to keep written record of every time I talk to them, yeah. but when you start doing enough business, right, you start doing enough business, you need that written record to be able to go back mm-hmm. and see. Now, if you call two letters of the alphabet every Wednesday, now some Wednesdays, you're only going to call like three people. Mm-hmm. Other Wednesdays, you're going to call like 23 people. You're like, yeah. Oh my gosh, it's like a packed, you know, I got S and T on my last <laughs> names here. You know, there's a lot of people in here. The way Keller Williams does is a little different, though. So we do A, B, C, D here. The way they do it is they do A, Z, B, Y, oh, C, X. Okay. And so the method behind that, they're, they're and, and I've looked at it, and it's actually very smart. We should probably change how we're doing it. But yeah. the, their method is that um, you, the way the alphabet works, you're not going to call too many right. on one Wednesday, right? Um, you're going to call just enough on, on, on each week, and it's going to be balanced. Mm-hmm. But by doing that, you will call you will contact your client four times a year, right? Yeah. Four times That's a year. Perfect. And I will tell you where you're probably going to have a struggle, which is where most, um, most very people have a lot of connection. Like I have loan officers that make incredible connections. They're very smart. They make a lot of connections with people and they feel, they feel like they don't want to do this part. Eventually you have to ask for business. And that, that becomes a huge struggle, mm-hmm. right? So Brian Buffini has, you know, uh, I'm never too busy for your referrals. He likes to put all that out there all the time. Never too busy for your referrals. Um, we have a, what's called a three by three. And it, we take a very soft approach when we talk to somebody. So if I'm calling Carrie, checking in how Carrie's doing, I'll at the end of the call say, hey, Carrie, just really quickly, if you know any friends, family, or coworkers, so there's three friends, family, coworkers looking to buy, sell, or refinance. Okay, now I say that. Now that at first you're like, okay, this is sounding pretty salesy, Tim. I don't know, but then it comes in with a soft little pillow, a feather pillow that you lay your head on. I say, can I count on you to think of me? Oh, I love that. That's it. I'm not asking for referrals. I'm asking, can I count on you to think of me? Because like if I can count on you to think of me, and I, I will tell you, every person says, of course. I'm not saying go out and pound the streets and, hey, do you know anybody? Give me the top. I have a lot of people, you know, different sales over the years that maybe I buy something, right? And they're like, Tim, can you, can you, can I get, can I count you? Give me the names of three of your closest yeah, friends no, that you think that, would benefit. And, and, and your like, friends are the last people that oh you're going to give the gosh. names to. You're I, like, I, I would I, never do that. Like, dude, listen, <laughs> yes. Kirby salesman. Right. I, <laughs> 
<laughs> I believe your vacuum works good. I truly uh, do. Uh-huh. But if I give your name, if I give my friend's name, I will not have very many friends very long. Yeah. Right? Mm-hmm. So it's that really mm-hmm. super soft, super mm-hmm. soft approach is very important. Mm-hmm. You Definitely. know? Um, and I think that, I think that, you I know, like that. with your, your, your natural ability and your, uh, your natural connectivity and your natural uh, desire to help, right? Mm-hmm. Uh, and I can tell just by talking to you, you have that. It, it is, when you say you're authentic, it is, a, you, you are being authentic. You, Thank you. You truly want to help people and I you do. want to connect with people, right? Uh, and I, I, I get the sense that you actually really love doing real estate. I do. So I that, do. And, and that's not that's not everybody. Well, right? funny thing, I are you trying to wrap up? No, go for it. <laughs> okay, Absolutely not. So. We got to. I mean, we we went over, but hey, you oh, know okay, what? Okay. We're already over. What's the big deal? It's already it's already over time. Let's keep going. Yeah. So my mom's been in real estate in Kansas City for over thirty years, mm. and I've always expressed that I wanted to do real estate yeah. for years and years and years. And and she was like, "You don't want to." I mean, she flat out told me, don't do this. You're not cut out for this. It's a bad idea. You don't want to do it. <laughs> You're people not cut out for this. People are brutal. Do not, yeah, get <laughs> off this idea. Just, just This no, little just world no. of fairies and happiness you live in is going to be crushed. <laughs> right. I don't want my little girl's <laughs> view of the world to go bad. Uh, you can't crush my spirit. Anyway, um, so, you know, I'm like, wow, that's, that's, pretty brutal and, I, and you know I was yeah. kind of offended by it too like yeah. I'm, you know you don't have faith in me you don't think I can yeah. do this <laughs> yeah so you know kind of let it lie in true and child then, fashion <laughs> here you are <laughs> I'm sh- firstborn too I'll show you me I can't do it <laughs> yes you wait you wait 24 years <laughs> you'll find out exactly <laughs> it's like how I ran a marathon you know everybody was like did you run, run a half a half marathon first I go why what <laughs> Why? I kind of want to do the whole thing. Like, I can do a whole one. <laughs> it's kind of like, my attitude. Yeah. Anyway, so um, my dad came to visit, mm-hmm. and my youngest son had just gone to kindergarten. Mm-hmm. And I was like, it's my time now. I've been in a support role. You know, I've always worked in the schools. I've always volunteered. Yeah. I've, you know, always been in schools, but haven't had a classroom yeah. since, you know, I started. And this is my time. And so my dad, we had this great visit. He went back to Texas and he mm-hmm. called me, and he's like, hey, your real estate school starts in June. And I was like, Dad, oh. no, Dad, no, I'm not ready for that. No way. You know, no. And he goes, you're enrolled. Your books are paid for. Are your parents married? Your class, no. Okay. No, that's my dad. And then my mom has been in real estate. So I was going to say, I was going to say, that, my, would be, that would be an uncomfortable yeah, uh, evening yeah. meal. No. <laughs> Carrie's never going to do this. Yeah. I signed her I up. Signed her. <laughs> <laughs> she starts in June. <laughs> I guess that's in true divorce fashion. <laughs> I don't know. It, it seems anyway, to go, yeah. No, yeah. They're, they're on great terms. But and my stepdad was a remodeling contractor mm. for years. Okay. And just grow, grew up around real estate yeah. and home, yeah. you know, projects, yeah, yeah. fixing and stuff. So I think another thing that, that lends um, trust yeah. from my clients, you know, to me is that, um, you know, when I am looking for houses and I do a lot of just short videos and stuff with, yeah. with clients that are out of state and stuff. And, and um, I tell them that and I say, I will tell you everything there is to know that, that catches my eye that's yeah. of concern, you know, come hundred percent trans. I plugged trans- something trans- in and it fell out. <laughs> yeah, you might right. have to replace the outlet. Nineteen sixty cells. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> so anyway, um, you know, I'm not a home inspector, but yeah. you know, I can tell if it's a solid house or not. Yeah. Yeah. So, anyway, that was just an aside, but yeah. So, um, 
Do you think that you are? Uh, do you th- do you think that you are more of a? And I think I know the answer to this, but more of an artist or more of a scientist in real estate? Oh, um, <laughs> an artist. Okay, I figured. <laughs> yeah. Right, right. Yeah. So how does that how does that help your clients? I have vision. Okay. I mean, I have I have vision, um, but also I think the people, scientist is very structured. Yeah. X equals this, yeah. and yeah, okay. But there has to be that too, though. Yeah. It has to be. You can't mm-hmm. be all visionary. You have yeah. to know if it's a good house and a good location, and yeah. you know, has value. Um, but I think so many people, you know, even when you walk in your house, like I feel like every time I walk in my house, I view it through a stranger's eyes. Oh, okay. I think so many people, and I, I found it interesting too, being a military spouse, that like when people would move, they'd set up their houses exactly way the way the previous house was set up. Yeah. To me, it was like a blank canvas. I'm like, oh, this is cool. Like, well, I have yes. all this yeah. furniture, all these things that I can place, and I yeah. would place them differently every single time. Oh, yeah. And I like to move my house around. I like to edit. I like yeah. to. So I think for clients, giving mm-hmm. them that vision, you know, yeah. when they walk in and they see other people's furniture in there, they're only picturing that. That's all they see. They see, okay, right. honey, the couch goes there. The couch goes there. The TV it goes, goes there. The wall. I'm like, yeah. well, you could pull the couch out and go this way. And, and, and some of them are like, you know, look at me like I have two hey, heads. Like, crazy lady. Can't you see that the couch goes <laughs> here? Yeah. And then other people, it, it kind of opens up this like, yeah. oh, I, you know, I hadn't ho- thought of that. Yeah. And so, um, yeah, I think hmm. more of an artist. But you, you have to have, you, you got to know your stuff. Yeah. You know. So uh, when, you have, when you have a client moving here, do you, uh, let's say sight unseen, are you doing like a like a WhatsApp? You're doing a video chat, or are you just taking little uh, photo or videos and sending them to them? Well, like you said, you know, um, connectivity is, is sketchy sometimes in yeah. parts of the city and stuff. So I'll usually just do short videos. Okay. And if they're under a minute, if they're about forty to fifty seconds, mm-hmm. um, they'll easily text. Yeah. Anything longer than that, it starts getting like yeah. takes a half to, day like, to get through. Yeah, shrink down the video or whatever. So I, you know, I usually do that. Then they they have them. But a cool app that one of my mm-hmm. clients showed me is called Marco Polo. I've heard of it. Have I haven't used it. One? Yeah, I have heard. It. I haven't used Super it though. Super cool. Yeah. So it's kind of a live time thing, mm-hmm. but you can also record videos hmm. that they can watch later. And I think okay. it does save the videos. Interesting. Yeah, it's a it's a really cool app. So it's not like in the swimming pool where you're trying to drown your brother, no. nothing like that. Okay. <laughs> well, there is that yeah. too. But what do you? What, what do you? What? What? How do you? Where do you see yourself in real estate? Like, what? What would be the ultimate for you in real estate? Do you want to continue? You know, you're on a good trajectory right now. You're helping a lot of families buy and sell, um, probably enough to where you you are comfortable. But are you looking to do anything different than what you're doing right now? Yeah. What definitely. would you like? Um. You know, I'd like to get into, I don't know, on the west side it's hard. There's, you've got your your core group that, you know, yeah. get the big luxury listings and stuff. I can name like four of them and oh, they, yeah. somehow they always, they, I don't they know. Just uh, keep yeah. getting them, yeah. Yep. And that's awesome. I uh, I think I have the eye for that. I think I have the taste mm-hmm. for that. Um, to, you know, I. To do the higher, the higher what, end. Yeah, materials The Kissing Camels, the Broadmoor, things. stuff like yeah, that. Yeah, okay. yeah, Um. But then again, you know, volume is great too. I think it keeps you sharper. Mm-hmm. 
Do you want to grow business. a team or do you want to keep doing so solo? I, I recently did get my employing broker license. Okay. Um, okay. And I've thought about it. Mm-hmm. I love teaching people. Yeah. But I don't know that I want the liability of a new agent. Yeah. But if I see some real potential or some then it, you would entertain that idea in someone, then I might, I might entertain that. Okay. Yeah. Um, so if you could, if you could, if you could summarize it in say five years, what would you want your business to look like? Would you be doing that higher end houses and would you have a team or just one or just like the, the way that you could truly want it in five years, what would it look like? You said you're a visionary. That's a challenge. Um, well, I'd like my son, my oldest son. Mm-hmm. And probably my little son to get the real estate license. My oldest, oh. my oldest son has. A you have more faith in your children than your mother had in you. Yes. So that's well, <laughs> every generation gets better. Okay. Yeah. yeah. My oldest son has a degree in architecture and environmental design, and he's oh. working at a custom home builder. And so, oh, interesting. I would love to partner with him. He's yeah. a really sharp kid. Yeah. He's got the combination of charisma and. And that's being able to actualize that's having a plan. That's so rare. And I think those are the most intelligent people that can engage both parts of it's their brain. It's so rare. Yeah. yeah. So I'd really love to partner with him mm-hmm. uh, within five-year yeah. time because, okay. you know, he'll be 28. And, yeah. you know, maybe having a significant other and, you know, life yeah. gets uh, You want grandkids, don't you? No, not yet. No? Not okay. Not yet. No, not, no, 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 Not for a long time. You're not ready to sugar them up and send them no, home? Yeah. No, not okay. yet. Interesting. I still have a 13-year-old that sugars himself up. Yeah. yeah. Um, <laughs> Caffeine and sugars himself up. Yeah. But, um, yeah, in the next five years, I think mm-hmm. that's kind of prime time for him and I to put something together. Okay. Um, so, yeah, I would like my business to grow, but I, I want to be deliberate. Do you want to continue helping it? mainly military families? Would that be your primary focus? Um, yes, Maybe, yes, yeah. You I you mean, like the I balance so you have many. now between I between I resells locally and the military coming I in, do. and so you, you kind of mm-hmm. like that balance. I do. Okay. Yeah, and it's tough for military families now. A lot of them yeah. are priced out of the market, it's, so I can't yeah. put all my eggs in just that basket. I've got to to have some diversity and to be a local agent as yeah. well as you know. Mm-hmm. Do military deals. Well, the way the pricing is, I feel like their BH needs to go up by like 700 oh, bucks or so. Gosh, yeah. some thousand dollars now. Yeah. <laughs> well, what's uh, the average sales price in town right now? It's like, it's it's close to five, isn't it? I right think around there? I think it's in the fives so yeah. or just below. That's unbelievable. But, but it is. Yeah. It, it is. I was just looking in our area this morning. Yeah. As a matter of fact, I was on MLS mm-hmm. looking at everything in um, Cheyenne Mountain District 12. And the lowest price house is three eighty five, and that's a one bed, one bath, one thousand square foot house. One thousand square foot. Mm-hmm. One bed, one bath. So I, mean, uh, I can't afford that. You yeah, know what that's I mean? that's and, yeah. And six, I think it was six point seven five. Is that what the the rate? Yeah, it's going to be right around that right now. Yeah. yeah. So yeah, it's going to be around that now. Some it's sometimes it's a little higher, sometimes it's a little mm-hmm. lower, but it, that that's going to be. Fairly average, but I do. I love. I do love my military clients, and they do refer me. 
to, yeah. you know, I, they, they really do. Yeah. They're, they're very loyal. They're very loyal. And yeah. if you have a great con- transaction, then they will absolutely I like you. how fast they get me stuff. Like, I think they're so used to getting yelled at by their CEO. That they're <laughs> they like, yeah, like yeah. you need pay stubs like in the next eight minutes or when do you? <laughs> sure. Yeah. That, that would be great. It's a lot better than the next uh-huh. eight days, which is what the yeah. normal client gives yeah. me. So they're just good people. They try so hard. I really want to people. thank you for being here. Of course. And I have something for you. Can I, oh. can I see that real quick? This is for you. This is so you can wear this oh and be proud. As you, oh, that is so cute, Tim. Thank so you. So you're gonna ha- you're gonna be in the I love real estate. Oh my gosh, it's my new favorite. I love it. The West Side. I love real estate. And I love it. I don't know if it's gonna get you any more luxury clients, but you can give it a shot. It might. Oh, I think it will. I think it will too. Yeah. I mean, I, I want to buy an thank expensive you. house with, with you just looking at it. So. Dog park here I come. <laughs> well, thank you very much for being thank here. You so much. I've had a ton of fun talking yeah, to you. It's a blast. All right, we'll talk to you soon. And that wraps up another episode of Cut to the Chase. Here with Tim Chase, and watch out next week when we come back with more real estate insider tips. That wraps up another episode of Agent Success Podcast. Remember, you can find new episodes each week at agentsuccesspodcast.com. We hope you found the insights and best practices shared today truly valuable. And if you did, please subscribe, rate, and leave a review on your favorite podcast platform. Remember, your success is a journey of learning and improvement. So let's keep hustling, thriving, and learning. Until next week, this is Tim Chase.